future holds nothing else but confrontation. I'll keep this short and bitter. It's been difficult to get it together the past couple of weeks. I consider Corona Toast to be a laughing to keep from crying kind of show. Obviously, we don't just talk about coronavirus the whole time, but we do address it every episode. But I came to clown, and I hope that my guests want to clown with me, even when we are talking about serious shit. I know people are dying from COVID and that sucks, but being sad about it all the time isn't going to make it go away or improve anyone's outlook. But the deaths of George Floyd and countless others, including Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, have literally sucked the air out of the metaphorical room, and it is just as important as the pandemic, and it seems immoral not to talk about it. And I have to admit, it's difficult. Not just because it's awful and painful, but because I'm not good at it. If you don't have experience talking about racial injustice and police brutality and peaceful protesting, it's actually very difficult to speak about it and not sound aloof or just like a fucking idiot. And while I don't think a podcast designed for people to be silly on is the place for this kind of dialogue, I wanted to take a moment to use my voice and make it very clear that me and the Juan Huevos brand and Coronatos are all about black rights and trans rights and sex worker rights. And if you don't like those things, get the fuck out of here. Black lives matter. If you want to talk that all lives matter shit, get sprayed with Lysol in your face like the can of mace, baby. This is burning with fucking hell you're learning. I called a black friend of mine and I said, dude, I don't know what to do. On one hand, I got people telling me to check in with my black friends to elevate their voices. And I got other people telling me to leave black people alone and let them mourn in peace. I asked him if he wanted to come on the show and talk about what happened and talk about the work he's been doing in the black community. And he said no. He said he wanted to come on the show at some point, but he wouldn't be doing that. And what I gathered from that was that he just wanted to be a regular guest. He didn't want to be my black guy. And then he told me about the white people in his neighborhood who left him flowers and a card and how annoying that was because now he had to write a thank you note. And I just thought, damn, white people are fucking crazy. But like those people in his neighborhood, I identified with feeling like you have to do something. And at the same time, not knowing exactly what to do. Because there are lots of different opinions out there right now. We all have different lanes in this, and I feel optimistic that many people are at least trying to be better people. And hopefully everybody out there is doing what they can in whatever way they can, and at the very least acknowledging that racism in this country and the world is still a very real problem. So if you're white and you're listening right now, this is for you. This is the time to relate to the plight of what it's like to be black in America. Because it is very relatable right now. Think about the weight you feel from this pandemic. Think about how scared you are to leave the house because you might die. Think about how you are worried that any of your friends or relatives could just randomly die from getting COVID. That's what it feels like every day. The stress we are feeling from quarantine, the financial strain, the fear, the uncertainty, the thought that maybe our government doesn't care about us the way they should, that's regular life for most black people in America. Here's a personal example. A couple weeks ago, I went for a run. I was high as fuck as per usual, which means my brain was having all types of thoughts. I was running down the side of 15501 when I started thinking about how race relations were probably not so great right now. And then I thought, what if some black people feel like they want to fuck up a white person today? And they see me jogging down the highway and decide I'm an easy target. So I start imagining everything that could happen to me from getting yelled at, to being stomped out, to having a milkshake thrown at me. And then it hits me that this is what it's like all the time if you are black. I was shook just in that one little moment that someone might fuck me up because of the color of my skin. So imagine if you felt like that every time you left the house, every time you went anywhere, and that you weren't the only one feeling that way, but your mom and your dad and your son and your daughter are walking around like that too. That's what it's like to be black in America. And side note, Fuck Donald Trump. So today's episode was recorded 10 days ago because I just haven't been able to get it together because I just wasn't sure what to do, as I've already mentioned. So I hollered at my Uncle Tane, who lives in Chicago, because there was a lot of action going on down there as far as protesting, and there was also a lot of looting. And I knew Tane was right in the middle of it all, and I wanted to get his perspective on what he was seeing. Plus, he's been growing medicinal marijuana for himself, and I really wanted to approach that topic from a stress relief angle during these intense times. And I did want us to talk about racism and police and protests. And when we did, it was awkward. You got these two white guys who have been obsessed with the four pillars of hip hop and black culture and have seen themselves as nothing but allies this whole time. And yet we can't even talk about this shit in a credible manner because we're not used to it. 
And one thing I realized is that it is a skill. It really is. So shout out to everyone of all colors out there speaking on this shit properly, because if you don't have experience doing it, it is not easy. That being said, I'm not afraid of serious conversation. And if future episodes go that way, I will hopefully be able to do the topic justice, whatever it may be. Our next official episode will be with a Raleigh-based exotic dancer who I met via Tinder and engaged in an interesting exchange with over Twitter that involved nude photos and bail fund donations. I'm guessing it's going to be a super dope episode, so definitely tune in for that one. In closing, remember their names. Remember everything that's happening right now. Be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. Here's me and Tane talking about Chicago, looters, and weed. Let's start at the beginning. What brought you to Chicago in the first place? Um, my wife took a job here in uh, the summer of 16, and we moved up and fell in love with the city. We live in a neighborhood called Logan Square, which is pretty dope. Um, not a super high-end neighborhood, still a, a pretty real neighborhood. It's definitely changing a lot and gentrifying a lot, but still has a real aspect to it. You know, you're still in Chicago when you're in this neighborhood. Well, so real, like, you know, just for people that don't know, myself included, like, just say you're walking down the street. Like, what do you see? Are you seeing old people, young people, black people, white people, Latino people? Like, what are you, what is the makeup of your neighborhood, would you say? Well, it used to be uh, pretty much Latino. So you still see a lot of Latino folks and um, a lot of older Latino folks are still here too, which is really cool. Um, but other than that, you, you see, you definitely see a lot of just younger people moving in, um, a lot of white people moving in, but there's, everybody lives here though. So it, this neighborhood's really mixed. And so it's, I mean, it's just a cool place to be. I imagine that things were tense in Chicago before, um, before George Floyd was murdered from, you know, the pandemic, the coronavirus, the quarantine. What was it like, you know, these past couple months, what has it been like um, living in Chicago? It's been about a 1,200 square foot life in a two-bedroom apartment with my wife. So y'all y'all have been it keeping is. it very, very real with your um, your isolation? Yeah, since the second week of March, my wife hasn't been in another building except for our apartment. Wow. So, yeah. And we go on a walk. We go on walks now more than we did before. But it's just like, I mean, it's just super populated. So anywhere you go, you're going to be around a lot of people, which is cool with me anyway. I mean, regularly, that's fine. I like that. But, you know, now it's kind of hard not to be. And then with her job, too, at first, she wasn't sure she was going to be able to do the telehealth. So it's like she was worried she was going to have to go in, see patients. And, you know, her patients are generally pretty sick or have been sick. So, you know, it's, it was like uh, we were scared. So we were really locked down for that. And we, we even played by the rules. I mean, for three months now pretty much and well, then, what were y'all doing for like food for example well for that would be every two weeks i would get take the car and go to the grocery store and just stock up and then um bring in two weeks worth of food and then an essential run would be like uh same day we call in a liquor order pick that up go get the food and then uh, you know if i need some cannabis or something i'd go get that and then that way we'd probably be out one day bring everything back, dump it in the kitchen floor, wipe it all down, goes in the fridge, clean everything up, and then she would be able to come in the kitchen and shit Now, like that, are so. y'all still living off of peanut butter and jelly? No, no, we're good. I mean, one thing, I mean, we have plenty of vegetables, and like it seems like the produce and stuff is like uh, plentiful right now, and fruit and stuff like that. It, there's weird shit missing. I mean, I think people are baking and stuff like that a lot, so there's no, you can't get yeast. You yeah, can't get no, any we, like parchment paper. We already talked about uh, about yeast on a previous podcast about how scared <laughs> how scarce it was. It's crazy as shit, but it's gone. Were you were you uh, were you shopping for yeast? Were you guys gonna do some baking? Well, Liz bakes. Yeah, she wanted to. Okay, so so Liz bakes and you just get baked. Not that, and I make biscuits. I make I make what? some damn good biscuits. When did Hell you yeah, start make... doing When did you start doing that? Cathead biscuits, man. It's in my blood. Did you say cathead? Catheads. The biscuits gotta be as big as a cathead, man. That's a cathead biscuit, bro. Man, you ain't I... never heard of cathead? No, nah, man. I miss you so much, buddy. Um, last time, um, last time Tane and I hung out was my fortieth birthday party. <laughs> Indeed, in New Orleans. <laughs> 
Yes, that was fun. Yes, it was it was a good time. <laughs> Sounds to me like y'all were keeping it very real with the your quarantine situation. Were you able to get a vibe though of what it felt like? Like when you would leave the house, was it was there palpable tension in the air? I guess oh, I just yeah. want to kind of know what the sit what the pulse of the city was before the protests began. Right before that, it was starting to lift a little bit. A lot of tension between people wanting to get going, but Really, I mean, our neighborhood, the next neighborhood down, there was a lot of cases. So it was like we could follow by um, zip code and like three zip codes around us were like the dark blue, which were like the heavy case loads. And then ours was like, you know, it was in the medium, but there was a lot of cases right around us too. So it was starting to lift a little bit, but we weren't. I mean, we're watching the numbers. I'm watching the graphs. I'm watching that shit every day. So I'm like, we just need to stay steady because I mean, just when the sun comes out, everybody just hits the, you know, hits the ground running and they think it's over. So we were kind of, you know, kind of spooked on that. You know, we've had our, our feelings about the cops here in North Carolina. Do you feel like the vibe with the police there is just even more intense? I think that um, for some people, yeah, I think it is for some people. But for some reason, it's like the shit that I would be doing here that I would worry about somewhere else. I wouldn't worry about here because it's just not that big a deal. I mean, a lot of shit just goes by the wayside here that, I mean petty shit, petty crime, like all kind of shit happens here all the time that they just can't deal with. It's just too much other stuff going on. So not really. I Knock on wood, I haven't been messed with by the police here at all. But also, also, like, I don't do much here. And I walk a lot too. So it's not like I'm in my car. Like, usually that was always the instigator to get pulled over before or something like that, especially down south with music and tent and stuff like that or whatever the fuck we were doing. But yeah, like here, not so much. Um, but they do take a, you know, they have to take like a military approach to everything too here in, in some ways. I mean, it's just, it's a violent ass city. It's just a violent place. People, and it just, it's that way. It's crazy. You mentioned your neighborhood, I think, when we first started this conversation. Um, I'm in between Fuller... Fullerton Ave and Milwaukee Ave in Logan Square. So is there like a lot of foot traffic out your window? Like, I mean, oh, you yeah, sent yeah, me yeah. you sent me the video of of a protest march that would look like it was like a block away. Um, yes, yeah, I mean it's where, a, that's a building away. So these are these are some main streets in in what you would describe as downtown Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the train the train stop is at the one end of my block, and then. You know, Fullerton has a bus stop right here that goes straight downtown, too. So that's what we use a lot. When the protesting first began, what was it like where you were at? You know, was it something that you could hear, something that you could see? Um, you know, just like kind of walk me through like when when you first started realizing like, yo, shit is really popping off here. Well, I mean, you know, the, the night after the I saw the video, people started gathering downtown. And then I think it was the next day, really, when everybody just started gathering downtown and caught everybody off guard. Now, I don't live like in downtown proper Chicago's like uptown is what they call it where the bridges and the river it's like I'm like four miles inland from that so it's not we're still on the blue line we're still in Chicago but like that's where the main like the Trump Towers down there and the big buildings are right there so I, we, I, we're like out in the neighborhoods a little bit but definitely not like in the, the suburbs or anything like that you know we're in the city but really the thing that brought the shit here closer to me other than just the looting and shit like that. I mean, when, when the shit hit the fan after the first night, the looting went all night long, all the way through the next day. And you could hear that. You could hear it. Oh, yeah. It was just going around all over the place. And, like, Milwaukee's a main drag, so it, it runs through another neighborhood, Wicker Park, which has all the shops in all, like, the, you know, just the high-end clothing and all that shit is down through there. Just like downtown. Downtown's got the real high-end shit, but they got that the first night. And then the next night, they kind of reorganized through the night and the next day and came through with like groups of people and started robbing like all the main stores up Wicker Park. And then and then the next neighborhood is my neighborhood and you just come straight up this one Milwaukee Ave and they hit all the ones up here. But the mayor lives two blocks from me. You come to my neighborhood, you wouldn't think the mayor would live in this neighborhood, but she does. And uh, she and her wife live in my neighborhood. And it's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool that they're here because when we go on a walk, we walk by their house. It's like not really trying to. It's just on the, you know, our little walking path or whatever. But anyway, they're protesting her all the time, 24 hours a day right now. So it's like this huge barrier around like four blocks or something like that. One, I mean, one street over from me. Well, what has her, as on a side note, what has her 
response to all of this been? What exactly are they when they protesting when it comes to her? I mean, she's she's doing the best that she can. I mean, she stepped into a, a hornet's nest when she came here when she first was elected anyway to come in on 2020 with everything that's going on, you know, with the pandemic and then like uh, the police chief was like, I don't know, man. So, something shicey went went down with that, and he ended up resigning. And then they brought in a new, like a, an altern, alternate chief. And then the pandemic hits, and he's like, "I got to go." He wasn't even stay. He wasn't. He was just here for a bit anyway. And so they just bring in a new chief. I mean, it's just like it's a clusterfuck right now of organization. I feel good about it because I think it's going to get better. I think they just haven't had a chance. But she is. I mean, she's done all she can do. I mean, she's very positive. She's good. I mean, really like her a lot, and hopefully she'll stick around and I think the city likes her and, and it's not like uh, I don't know it's not like anything she's done she's really trying but of course people are going to give her shit you know if anything goes wrong for her to do this and you know I don't know it's just crazy I mean there was 400 500 people up there the other night and you know just chanting or whatever and I, it's crazy man it's just, it's just pretty wild to be right here in the mix you know, coming from where I come from and <laughs> where we lived before, it's, it's pretty neat, though. Well, we didn't it. even get into the fact that you are from Shelby, North Carolina, which has a horrible history when it comes oh my to God. race relations. It's the, the ugly part of the dirty South, you know? Oh, yeah. Throw your neighborhood in the air. If you don't care. Oh, yeah. Throw your neighborhood in the air. I want you to sort of paint uh, a picture. I know I, I'm like, uh, I'm, this edible that I ate is just, I'm fried right now, man. So I'm like, uh, I'm trying to get all artsy with it. I keep asking you to like paint pictures and like set up <laughs> scenes. So you and Liz, you can hear noise outside. Shit is crazy. Are you are you hearing gunshots, by the way? Are, like are gunshots like a thing that you're hearing like during these protests? Oh, yeah. But we hear gunshots a lot. I mean, there have been more and there's a ton of fireworks here too and, and you'll you got to understand a lot of fireworks, they use that for cover. So it's, I mean, there's a lot of fireworks, but there's also a lot of gunshots. And you can tell the for difference. For cover? Damn, that's some fucking G shit right there. So you're saying someone will, like, let off a bunch of fireworks so someone can, like, smash something or shoot something? People just shoot fireworks here all the time. Like, all, I mean, every weekend, warm but nights, But you're saying, whatever. like, people, like, they're, yeah, like, actually, they, like, putting on, like, a fireworks show. It Well, I'm just saying, like, there's a ton of fireworks go off for all types of reasons. But I mean, yeah, you hear gunshots. And I mean, I'm not that far from certain neighborhoods here, like a mile or two south, straight south of me. There's, you know, I was on the porch the other night listening to the scanner and I heard like a commotion or whatever. And I leaned over the balcony. My neighbor was sitting below me and I was like, hey, there's something going on like right down spotting. And as soon as I said it, we heard three gunshots and then five come back from a different gun. And then it came over the radio. It was like shots on spotting. And like two seconds later, three four wheelers come flying down our street like military not military but like definitely geared up dudes on these four-wheelers and flew across the street and went down there as we follow them on the radio you know and the guys are running shooting back like down some alley or something but they didn't catch them they rarely catch them i'm I'm serious it's crazy all this crazy shit goes down and you know there'll be like a hundred people coming blah 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 with loot and they'll be like we got one in the alley by the end of the shit so it's like it's just a free-for-all and it was i mean this this whole you know the past couple of days has been a free-for-all for the entire city it's uh yeah i mean i don't know i sit up on my little balcony and kind of watch it take place sometimes and i don't really want to get involved in it i think there's just a lot of shit going on you know just because right now and just try to stay away stay clear of that shit would you say that there in general there's a lot of protesting that goes down in chicago oh yeah yeah there's always something now this has been on a level that I, I mean I don't think anybody's ever seen. Like it's crazy. No, we're making. I mean we're making fucking history right now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so happy, man. I'm glad it's happening. I mean, shake no, I it needed up. to. And he's, just shake the fucking cage, man. Let's get it going. I keep asking you to to set up this scene, and what I what I want you to describe is you and Liz. You're in the apartment. You're hearing the noise. You've got the police scanner going. And I mean, you're a little bit, you got to be a little bit tense, right? I mean, because it sounds like this action is going on like pretty close to where you, like pretty close to home. So are y'all, are y'all like, like kind of worried for your safety or are you kind of just like, you know, is this like watching a, uh, you know, looking at like a, a car wreck that you can't look away from, you know what I mean? Like what, what is your feeling while you're, while you're listening to this and you're listening on a police scanner, you're hearing 
Right, right. Shit you're hearing down all the action, right on the corner. Shit, like I mean, just right around. It's right here, you know. <laughs> it's right here. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was freaky. You know, it's kind of weird. Um, I found the scanner. You know, my buddy hit me up actually after the first night. And he's like, dude, I was up all night listening to the scanner, and I was like, oh shit, I need to get that. As soon as I put put it on, I lift, I didn't cut it off, and. And, and at first it was like after a while you know i was thinking i was gonna bother liz or whatever but i mean it was serious you know and i was like i just need just and when i started hearing it come around the house and around the neighborhood i was like you know i gotta i gotta listen to this and make sure everything's straight now i was edgy i was tense because you just don't really know how far it's gonna go you know like when there's that many people running wild through you know doing shit and anything can happen so it's kind of yeah i was but honestly i don't know I wasn't that upset. I mean, I was that worried. I don't feel like we're the targets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like it's it's in this situation. This is against the police, man. It's like this is everybody. It's in, and really, I feel like that's kind of how it is here too. It's not really like a a black or a white thing here. It's people against the fucking police. And if you show your support, then you're showing your support. Now, a lot of businesses didn't get that support, even though they were showing support. They still got their shit smashed and robbed, but. A lot of the people here, you know, we're all for it. And we live in a neighborhood that's all for it. It's pretty well known. It's like, you don't really run into like racists here, like blatantly like we do in the South. Or you you see shit down there that is so fucking like, you just, you wouldn't see it here. You know, you wouldn't see a rebel flag on the back of a truck going through downtown Chicago. You just wouldn't fucking see it unless it was like some crazy rally or something well i would say that that you know is predominantly a southern thing right i mean i don't think you'd see that in new york certainly wouldn't see it in california i mean you know the city's usually got some more open-minded people no i agree you'd see it in indiana though i mean you'd see it in michigan i mean it's it's right right here it's all around us i'm just saying like it's around here but the shit doesn't fly where we are so you recorded some audio uh, from the scanner as some looting was going on, and we're going to go ahead and play a clip of that. So can you tell us what we're about to hear? Right. So this is the day after the first night of looting and all the shit broke out here. So this, I mean, it never really stopped, basically. So this is the next day around lunch, you know, noon, something like that. This is at noon. Because I listened to this. It's hard to imagine that it isn't at night. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know why I thought that, but I think we all kind of feel like most crime happens at night. You know what I mean? So I was imagining darkness as I was listening to this, but this you're telling me this is happening at, at noon. Yeah, both of those were in the day. And that's what the crazy thing is. I mean, it just went all night and never slowed down and it just overwhelmed the police. So basically all they're doing is playing catch. They're, they're chasing these guys around everywhere. And there's so many of them that, I mean, it's like they can't catch them. You know, they, they, they run up on all these people running rampant through a store and they catch one person. They sacrifice that kid and they just keep moving. So this 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 clip was like midday, lunch, one o'clock. I'm not sure exactly, but it was definitely midday. Um, it was some looters had left Wicker Park. They were looting all the stores down there. It's like Carhartt stores, whatever. Just all the, the major shit is right through there. This one little strip. And uh, it was kind of the trendy neighborhood, hipster neighborhood, I guess you would call it too. So there's all that type of stores down there. So basically they're looting that shit and they take off out of there. And I think there were, was it three vans in that that convoy or something? It's like three vans full of people coming through. And then so basically they, you start, I pick them up and they're heading this way. They're heading from the neighborhood next to us up to our neighborhood, which is, uh, you know, Logan Square. And the corner of uh, Division in Milwaukee is right up the street from my house. And you'll hear Spalding Ave, and you'll hear um, Kimball. Those are all streets that I'm on Spalding Ave, so it's like all right here around my house in the clip. Hey, I need a, I need to give you a Right 
God, I mean <laughs> that shit at the end too, where he's like, "Oh yeah, we've got." When he says a large caravan, is he is he referring to? He's referring to like a caravan of cars, that yeah, are all just they, full of merchandise, and they're just riding around hitting spots. And generally, there would be a U-Haul chasing them. So if they could get the U-Haul in the alley, they would put the U-Haul in the alley or somewhere close. Everybody would dump it in the U-Haul. They would all take off to the next spot, and then the U-Haul would go a different direction. So it was like they had it set up, man. It was it was. It was organized as hell. It was crazy how they were getting that. There's stuff that makes me sad, and there's stuff that kind of makes me happy. I mean, the guys robbing the, they call it the cannabis store. I assume that, that they're just referring to a, generically to a cannabis store, or is it actually called the cannabis store? Nah, it's just a dispensary. They just, okay. I'm surprised they didn't call it the pot shop or something like that. It's usually how they right, refer right. to it around here. So this other clip, I think, I think you did blend them together because this is the one yeah, that did. has the the scream at the beginning, right? Um, and you seem to know sort of what the scream was about. So what what was happening in this moment? All right, she's calling in a bunch of people just pile out of this fucking car and they're starting to loot the gap on the corner up here. Which this this clip again, this is right up the street from my house. So it starts at the corner and then it comes like to uh, Wrightwood and Kimball and Wrightwood and Spalding. And that is basically my street. I mean, it's like when I walk out and look to the left, that's what I see is Wrightwood and Spalding. And then you hang a left there and you would be at the mayor's house in a block. So all this is going on within like two blocks. And it's going to, it, basically it's going to head to the mayor's house at the end. But they do not even know the shit is coming until the guy calls in and says there's like three or 400 people at this one spot. They're looking at another group of like 50 or a hundred. It goes from fifty to a hundred quick on this one call, and then they bring in another call, and this guy's like, "Well, we got like three to four hundred down here," and they're like, "What the fuck?" And you hear it kind of freak out. And she's like, "What'd you say?" <laughs> so it's like they don't know what the fuck's happening. I mean, it was like people were out everywhere. It was nuts. Yeah, that scream is so creepy, man, because you just hear it for a second. And that's what he's saying. They smashed his fucking car and then they started like coming towards the car like a big group of people. I feel like he's trying to sound not shook, but you can tell he's shook. I know exactly what I was thinking too. And see, that's a different group. So they're robbing the metro and somebody shot it up, trying to probably shoot a lock off or something. <laughs> These motherfuckers are shook. Right 
they got barricades around her whole spot now. When you're coming in, guys, you got to speak to the south because if they walk northbound on Kibble, you're going to get logged in. This so is action, bro. This is just nonstop action. When he says come on the south, they came down Fullerton, which is right by here. So it's kind of like they came blowing right through here, turning right right here by my house and went up there. It's nuts, man. It's like, but that, I mean, actually, that was that was pretty peaceful. Her shit, I mean, people are pissed off. They, they'll do some, like, protesting in front of her house some, but it'd probably be, like, 30 or 40 people, you know, and now they got, like, blocks blocked off around her house. You can't even get through there. Dude, you're saying that was referring to the mayor's house? Yeah, yeah. That's where they were. That whole shit was at the mayor's house right there. That's oh, with the th were you saying where it went, from, where it was there were 50 people, and then all of a sudden there was three to 400? That was the mayor's house. No, the, the 50 people was a different group, a block north of there, and then the other guy comes on and says there's three or 400 people here on Wrightwood going towards the I mayor's house, and they didn't even oh, know about that. You. So it was another group. The one on the one where she said 50, they were just looting. That was just people up there tearing shit up. That's what you had to worry about, really. I mean, the rioter, I mean, they're not really, I mean, the protesters protest. I mean, they had a protest here. The one I showed you the video of, you know, walk through here. Then the other morning at seven, they had- Yeah, that looks super, that looks super peaceful. They had a driving protest here the other morning at seven. So basically it just packed the streets and everybody stopped in the middle of the fucking street and blew their horn from, from seven to nine or something like that it was crazy it was like wow when was this this was like yesterday yesterday morning damn that's ill man i never heard of that strategy yeah that was first for me it was kind of a peaceful way and it was i mean it was pretty neat i mean there's a ton of people doing it and it wrapped around of course it went right by the mayor's house and then right by my right right here at my house you know where i showed you that video but i mean it was i mean some real shit people are you know they're pissed and she made a lot of changes today she had made some announcements and you know, she's working, she's definitely wants to help and work with people, you know, it's like, I don't know, we're in a good city, man. I mean, the mayor, I mean, I like the mayor, I like the governor, through COVID shit, you really got to know who these people are and like what they, uh, what they stand for, where they, you know, where they, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, I really, I'm proud of them, man, I'm really to be here. It's kind of cool, because I've never really felt that way about government where I live and how the politics run around there. I'm proud of Governor Roy Cooper for not allowing the Republican National Convention to go down in Charlotte. Me too. Me too. And yeah, I think he's changed a lot of minds down there too. I think he's been good for that state. One thing that has changed your life about living in Chicago... Wait, hold on. One thing... <laughs> Okay. So one thing that has changed your life is the fact... Fuck, God, I'm so fucking high right now. So one thing that has made a huge difference in your life also has to do with Chicago. And that's the fact that uh, marijuana is legal there. Is that correct? It is legal here, yes. Recreational and medicinal? Both. Yep. That means that you have the option to grow your own indeed if you have a, um, a medicinal card you can uh, grow your own you can grow five plants and what is your what conditions are reflected on your on your med card the doctor, doctor said, said i need a bacchiotomy <laughs> he did though <laughs> and you do you do don't you i've always needed a bacchiotomy man Nah, yeah. i mean i you know i fit the bill i guess I went and I had to, had to have like three appointments and then you get approved by the card and then you can use your insurance here too. So you can buy a card for three years. That's what I did. I mean, medicinally, marijuana helps me in a lot of ways. So, uh, but unfortunately it's not legal uh, where I live, but you're growing your own. This is, I mean, now you may have, you may have grown it a few times in your youth, would you say? I mean, other than like sprinkling seeds along the river or something and hoping the rabbits or the deer didn't find whatever grew and they <laughs> yeah. going down there pulling seeds out of some nasty bud. No, this is the first time, man. And this is like 30 plus years of, you know, not daily, but pretty much a daily fucking smoker or user. And then having the opportunity to grow my own shit has been pretty damn amazing. I'll say this that. Is a, this is a dream come true for you. It's a dream come true. I mean, I'm like a kid in a candy store but I mean, it's it, the whole the whole process to me has been crazy, but the timing is like what the fuck, you know? I was like, I, um, well, I mean, my goal for this beginning of the year was to start growing. So 
I'm not gonna say my New Year's resolution, but as soon as I, I mean 2020, I was coming back from my trip down there and I was gonna grow. And then I started researching more, researching more, but it was like mid-February, it's February 21st before I put my seeds in the dirt. And so the, they come up, you know, and I've got some little plants going. I grew five, I got a tent and whatever. I, I did it up pretty good as far as like getting my setup right so I could keep growing. And it's not just like a one-time thing. I wanted to keep growing for, you know, to to cut my costs and medicinal costs because it's so freaking expensive. And anyway, got my five plants going and less than a month later, you know, we're already hearing about COVID when that's going on, but then all of a sudden it's like, bam, you know, you got to stay at home. So luckily I had everything ready going and my grows kicked off and really it's been my, man, it's been my saving grace. I'm been in this little apartment and I love my wife and she loves me and we we're, we do great for people that are sticking, you know, in an apartment for three months, we do super. But this is really, really, really like just giving me something to go to. And I've like babied the shit out of them. And I really look forward to about a month from now. So, um, yeah, it's been amazing. It's, it's a total learning process from A to B, from C. I don't fucking know, man. I learned so much that I had no clue went on in this shit. But it's pretty dope. It's, it's fun. In what ways, you know, when you say helpful, do you mean like just the fact that you can legally smoke or the fact you know has the has the gardening you know been sort of like a zen yeah like a zen big, process for big you? time yeah. i mean they're trimmed they're watered they're baby just like it's like pets or something not i mean not to mention when they start to flower it's like oh my god you know this is happening yeah i don't know man it's i i feel like a little kid i really do i, I hadn't felt that way since like i got a new bike or some shit at, a certain time in my youth or whatever, you know, and just, I don't know. You would be this excited about it no matter what was going on uh, in the outside world. Exactly, um, exactly. But it's nice that you have this in a time of such, you know, un unknown and unrest to to have something to kind of dedicate yourself to no, outside, of, outside of yourself. Yeah, my, my intentions were to start a new page, a YouTube page, um, you know, just kind of go through my whole thing and speak over like video of like me just doing everything from start to yeah, finish. What are you calling? What's the name of your project? It's called Five Times Dope. That's right. Because you get you get to grow five. Yeah, we can't have more than five plants over five inches tall. That's like the okay. the law here. Shout out to Three Times Dope. Yeah, uh, there you, you go. The reference. There you go. You know, <laughs> you don't know what's up. Michelle, why do you got to tell Mickey everything about us? Because I needed somebody to talk to. You try to make it seem like I started. I just told the story the way it went. Michelle. What? Look, since you seem to be forgetting, I'm gonna tell y'all what started from the beginning, alright? But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I wanted to do this this channel on YouTube, and it really wasn't for like uh I mean it's more like a learn with me. Like I look how, you know, look how stupid I am as far as like, I'm a rookie doing this. I'm learning like it, it's just really hard. It was really hard to get started because there's a million videos. There's a million ways to do it. Like which way do I go? Which, you know, which avenue do I take? What do I grow it in? All these different fucking things come into play, you know, and so it took me a while to get there and I was excited and I wanted to like, you know, just show people what I use and how I'm doing it. But it's like when I go in there to do my vocals, I got the video done, but I, when I go to talk about shit, it's more like I can't get over what's going on. So, I mean, it's just sitting there right now. And I mean, I was hoping to have several episodes out and it's just like, I'm not a, a positive person right now. I'm like, it doesn't feel right. When I talk about it, it just doesn't feel like I'm as happy as I want to be about it. I really just want to fucking have fun with that shit, you know? And like, I never looked at it as like, well, if I start talking about like my feelings or whatever's going on, then it's going to get deeper than I really wanted to. I wanted to be more like, you know, I'm growing this bud. I'm happy to be doing this. This is incredible. I've been wanting to do this forever. And, like, you know, let's burn one at the end or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll do it. Dude, no. I mean, I understand. I mean, it's the whole it's this whole struggle that I've been dealing with this entire episode of like, you know, when I do a podcast, I just want to fucking clown, you know, and I'm like not trying to be a fucking clown right now. And um, if you want to get like super deep with it, like privilege wise, obviously the weight that we have to carry is minuscule compared to some. But like. We're all feeling we're all feeling some kind of weight right now that we're not used to. You know what I mean? For sure. And uh, I just, yeah, man, it's it's my, I just feel I feel crushed. You know? It's just been it, it, no doubt. It's been heavy, and I mean, it's been real. Like all of it before, and then now it's just like super heavy. 
And I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like we will get through it. I feel like, you know, this shit's gonna change. And I mean, I, I just feel like it's gonna get better. But right now, you know, it's been so heavy for two months and then it just hits you again, kicks, kicks everybody when they're down. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm down or like hurt or whatever will be fine. But, you know, to be positive as a creator, you know, I consider myself a creator in some ways. Like that's what I do is like just try to make shit happen and create things. And it's just really hard to be positive. I mean, anything I've done lately has just been like some basic ass shit to put out for people to watch and just kind of chill to or relax or whatever. So there's really no creativity in anything I'm doing. So I don't really know. I mean, maybe it'll, it'll come back. I just can't be, it just comes in spurts like that. I have to be in the right mindset. One thing I know about you is that you do like having a project. You always, you do like having things to work on. You know, you're a hustler. You need, you need projects. You need things to keep you busy. And, you know, I know you love, you know, weed as much as me. And I know you were excited to have the opportunity to grow. But like you had mentioned that, uh, that, that weed was really expensive, you know, like, like what's, what are, what are your motivations for like pulling this off? Cause it's, it's gotta be a lot of work. I mean, I know it's, it's fun, but it's gotta be difficult at times too. I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot of work. It's a, you know, a system and, you know, there's a lot of measuring and there's freaking tons of ingredients or whatever you put in there, nutrients that you have to add. But yeah, I grew, I mean, definitely wanted to grow, but also the, the price here is ridiculous. And the way the dispensaries here are set up are totally different than the other ones I've been in. Like there's no like cannabis in any of the dispensaries that wear this out in the open, that's not sealed, like plastic sealed and shipped there by what, whoever grew it, you know, the grow house or whatever, and they ship it there. So you don't get the smell see tate and then none of that you get you get nothing it's basically like you walk in you put your order in online you walk in and you pick up your bag with whatever you know you ordered in it and then you take it home and there's you know it's generally pretty good but you know i don't know man i'm, I'm a smeller man i like to see my shit i like to get a good whiff of it and feel you know i, I can tell who, something who about the fuck it doesn't want well, to smell their fucking weed bro i know and i feel i mean for a while it was fine so i'm like holy shit you know i pull up this page and there's like 10 20 different kinds to check out and there's you know it tells it'll it'll just be like a little phone picture of one little scraggly bud and then it'll say you know the thc percentage which is an estimate it'll be somewhere right around there and then you know if it's if it's a strain that you know that's cool you know you kind of know what you're getting but also like i don't know what i'm learning about strains is there a lot of plants are totally different there's a lot of different shit that goes on in genetics and things like that so i don't know it was it was a lot of money you're paying a premium price for something that you're just getting the name of and you really don't know what it is. A couple times I'd get home, I'd look at it, I had to weigh it out and I, I was like a, you know, a half a G short or something like that. And I'm like, well, damn, that shit doesn't fly. You got a, you got a slack bag from the dispensary? Oh yeah, 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 you will. I mean, you will. And not, now I'm not saying I hadn't got a fat one either because I have. Like one time I got one that's almost double I, and I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but it was like stuffed. And I was like, what the hell? So because some of the jars you can see in, some of them you can't, like some of them are these little plastic things and then, some of them are, you know, but whatever. I need, I need a nose on my shit. That's pretty much what it's about. I got to smell it, know what I'm getting. I mean, you get so much out of that. That's part of what it is. You know, you really need that. Yeah, that's that's the main reason I started to grow. Really, is like because I wanted to know what I'm getting. I want to save money. I'm spending. You know, I look at it like I don't even want to say what you know I could spend in a year, but you know, I, I put a, a big investment on this. Not a big, but a, a substantial investment to get this thing started. And so we got that started, and you know, hopefully. When this goes over, I'll have enough to carry me through the next grow and maybe the next. Like, honestly, it's like I didn't realize five plants would do what they're going to do. I was just trying to make it for four months until I could get the next five plants grown. But the way it's looking, it's looking pretty good. Like, I'll have plenty. <laughs> it's interesting because I know that when I smoke a lot of weed, I'm, despite all the negative side effects of it, um, I'm usually a bit more of a bubbly person. I'm a bit more feeling. I'm a bit more friendly. It makes me want to not eat meat. I don't know about you, man. I mean, I'm a, I'm a meat eater like a motherfucker, you know. You're a butcher. But sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> well, I I have I have the skills. I have the I have the set of skills. But sometimes, man, when I get really fucking high, like I just don't even want to eat meat. You know, I just want to eat like cauliflower and like broccoli and shit. I just I just feel like if if weed was like really legal, like I feel like some of this shit. I feel like the world would be a better place, man. Honestly, I really do, man. In these types of times, I'm like, bro, if everybody was just fucking high, like, 
I don't know, man. I mean, like, I'm not even trying to, like, be funny about it. I'm like, I, I really think that if we just made it, like, federally legal and, like, everybody could just do it, you know, and it wasn't such a, like, people, you know, it's like if it wasn't such a taboo thing. I was about I to think, say uh, that stigma is still there on so many people that it's like, it, I don't know, it's it's hard to do. I mean, just doing this interview right here is probably going to ruffle some feathers, like, in my in my circle, you know what I mean? Even though I'm not, I don't hide shit, you know what I'm saying? But I don't care either, so it's like, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's a stigma to it, man. There really is. And, you know, luckily we noticed that a long time ago and, and got around it. I made a, I made a pledge to myself to speak about it openly on this show because, and you know, I haven't ever, I mean, you know, I, I write rap songs where I talk about how fucking lit I am, but like, if you were to like, you know, talk to me like out in public, like I wouldn't necessarily make it like, uh, make it the daily news. You know what I mean? But sure. I just uh, I don't want to be I want to be true to myself and who I am, you know, and 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 that's that has led me to where I am. And uh, I just feel I don't know, I, I would feel weird, like not talking about it, you know, and no, like, not being like, yo, I'm fucking lit right now. Or like, hey, guess what? Like, yeah, I do it. And um, it helps me, you know, yeah. I'm not saying that it's it, that there's no there's no negative sides to it. But, you know, for me, the positives outweigh the negatives and i you know i can't see myself really living any other way no doubt i've been preaching that shit forever man like i don't know something about it when i was a kid i was like this is this is something i need <laughs> and it wasn't even about like being stoned and hungry and shit like that or whatever you know it's just about something that just is an even kill you know i saw a lot of people drinking and doing a lot of shit like that and i just i never really got into that and i don't know man it was just i, I feel like it's just it's been hated on it's got that stigma and you know, it's just like a lot of things. It gets pushed under the rug, and and so many people draw these conclusions off of nothing. And now here we are, fucking half a century later. It's like, come on, y'all, let's get this shit going. But you know, it's really great for mental health. You know, and I, I'm just so glad that you, you know, I know that you told me that a weight was lifted from your shoulders when you found yourself in a place where you didn't have to worry about hiding that. You know, because yeah. it was legal. And I, and I think the fact that you live in a legal state makes it easier for you to talk about it now because yeah. it's not illegal you know that's the one thing that i don't like about speaking openly about it sure is that it's it is illegal i'm basically admitting that i break the law every day every time i do a fucking podcast i talk about how stoned i am and uh you know no nah, i am i totally agree man i mean coming here that's another bad thing about the city i mean even before it was you know quote unquote legal which was only the first of this year as far as like recreational so I mean, it was, it's everywhere, every block, people walk down the street and smoke. I mean, nobody gives a shit. It's not like, you know, it's a, it's a real spot. It's a real place. So they see this and you know, it's this nothing here. People see that it's nothing. It's, it's whatever. It's part of the, it's part of the culture. It needs to be part of the culture. The people that hate on it are missing out. And eventually, you know, that'll come to light too. I think that it could be used for so much more, but right now Man, I'm bro. just fucking happy. I get to have it grow my own shit you know and not worry about my door getting kicked in none of that shit that i worried about my entire fucking life it's like this weird you know it's taken me several years to like feel this way here too to be here and just feel comfortable and just not give a fuck <laughs> i was always about it's always about hide and conceal and you know cover smell and whatever else and shit fuck that that's over till i have to fly somewhere <laughs> Bro, you know what else is you know you know what else is over? Well, this this interview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your buzz. <laughs> that, that's right. No, my buzz is not over, but uh, this podcast is. My buddy, uh, so good to talk to you. Love you, nephew, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, take care of yourself. Wear a mask. All right, brother. All right, man. All right. Peace. Later. I've been ballin', could've skipped college, I'm a bad boy with that big popper. 12 gauge when I headshot him, bust his head open like a pinata, like Percy Miller, I've been body, come find your ass like Ben Laden, I kill a clown over my guala, don't give a fuck if it was ten dollars, don't trust niggas, don't trust bitches, I know these hoes like a pimp scholar and it's MOB until the day I drop and these stupid thoughts don't get nodded, these dick riders try to steal from me, don't feel the heat when that lead pop him, I whack a bitch and then walk away with blood on my shoes, that's red bottom, bought a new gun with two clips, I can't wait to use it, and that bitch stick to my hip like I glued it I hope you do trip as soon as you do it I'll pull that bitch out K9 unit it kiss show as good night like bang bang that smooches no time
top that's clueless. I'm ruthless. I do this. I'm balling. These hoes, yeah, they all on my post. Thinking you mad at your main bitch. Cause that bitch bumping my new shit. Yeah, the game foul and the ref dirty. Keep the green on me like a test jersey. Tell her opposition I ain't never worried. Keep the 30 on me like I'm Stephen Curry. I can see you pussy like a mini skirt. Keep talking, you gon' get it first. And the toughest, what you gon' get it worse. Now go order up about 20 shirts. RIP with they face on it. How to show their ass how that semi work. Yeah, they got smoked April 21st. The next time you see them, gon' be in a hearse. Always saying something, but ain't spraying nothing. When it's beef, I don't wait for nothing. If I see an op broad day in public, then I'm shooting shit like a Zay production. Got word they be out there every night. I'm talking deeper than Barry White. We gon' ride past a that iron blast and start flipping niggas like Jesse White. They catching bullets. He Randy Moss. He Terrell Owens. He Jerry Rice. And I'm a fucking monster in a pair of mics. And this 40 on me looks very nice. I roll up like a blunt. I don't like bitch. I hunt. Hoodie on like a monk. I'm boys in the hood with that pump. This bitch got kicked like a punt. It usually sit in my trunk. But for today, it's riding shotgun. Says niggas like the front. And if this nigga run and this nigga done, I'ma soak a nigga like he in a tub. These rappers act just like Ice Cube. Now tell dope boy to come pick him up. Fuck niggas, I never liked them. Got no problem with killing one. I do real hits and don't brag about it. Just rap about it. I don't give a fuck. I remember way back when we was broke. We was crying, mama high as hell. Tell her she was a loving mother, but to her the motherfucker, she was clientele. And I remember begging her to stop in every single night when I told her that. I'ma get big and buy a bunch of guns and kill every nigga that done sold a crack. It's almost 20 years later now, she finally sober, but that was the shit that I prayed about. I thank God I made it out. Damn, it feels good to go pick up my mama and take her out. The Tony got paper now, all in my bank account, and it ain't shit to debate about. If you cross me like Jesus, I'll come back with heaters, be outside your crib like we staking out. It's really fucked up in my city, I'm sorry, but I'm about to add to the body count. I'm Rocky Part 4, I'm a Russian, and show all you niggas exactly what I be about. My chopper say shit on them bitches when spitting, I think that it might got a potty mouth. I might come baseline like Kobe Bryant did way back in 03 and then body out. Keep running your mouth, I'ma run in your house, paramedics, they gonna bring bodies out. I'm signing you niggas like J-Rock and run on the streets that they didn't let Bobby out. Be strapped at the mall, strapped at the studio, better be strapped at your mama house. But my time to hopping out, hello to popping out, cutters that's taking the garbage out. Moment of silence, text messages, sit around my city the moment they find it out. Black on black everything, we gon' back everything, that's the motto when we riding out. The ratchets stay on me, just know it was on me whenever, if ever you saw me out. Been playing with iron since the age of nine, shout out to my daddy, he taught me how. My dad was a killer, my mom was an addict, and nigga grew up in a slaughterhouse. I am the one that they talk about, I am so cold that you might have to thaw me out. That money be calling out, I won't stop balling out, I am a next like Jabari now. See niggas was sleeping on me, but I just woke them up and they saying they sorry I'm now. I'm a dope stacking, dope rapping, no lacking, pole packing, foe blasting, soul snatching, toe tagging, cold bastard, better close your mouth, I get a closed casket, show you what I'm saying, like closed caskets, put them in too, make them disappear when I spit fire, that's old magic, I put that chopper to a nigga top and then let it fly, go, go gadget. Might fuck his bitch or say fuck the shit and get straight face, that's no passion, I'm the illest nigga that you ever heard, I'm the flyest killer that you ever seen, and if a fuck nigga ever jump stupid, I'ma catch a body like a trampoline, bitch I'm Freddy Cougar in a hockey mask, bout to kick those like a Roddy class, ask a nigga where he hide the stash, you better tell the truth like a polygraph, what false move in that shoddy blast, leave a nigga stiff like a body cast, and we don't know nothing about nothing nigga, we was out of town with somebody ass, real shit, I'm a father first, my sons need me, I ain't bailing on them, be with real niggas doing real shit, and if I get caught, I ain't telling on them, no tool, I ain't never going, I ain't mad with that metal on them, only God knows where the hell I'm going, make a nigga wish that he was never born, these niggas bro, put a price on them, I'm super fly, put a cape on them, I'm upstairs, up in Asia, I throw a cake on them, while they hate on them, from Chirac, not Miami, but I'm wearing heat like I play for them, I come at night and put the nine to them with the long clip, DeAndre Jordan, Long clip, DeAndre Jordan. I come at night and put the nine to him with the long clip, DeAndre Jordan.